Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Hey, everybody. I just want to make a quick announcement. May 2021, we are, Lord willing, going back to the Holy Land. So the Encounter Tour has been rescheduled May 4 through 14. I'll say that again, May 4th through 14, 2021, the Encounter Tour to Israel. So excited. It's been rescheduled. Lord willing, all plans will be go, and I'd love to have you join us. So if you want more information, check out the show notes. There'll be a link, but also you can go to madisontravel.com. And you can look it up under Rachel and Michael Inouye, I-N-O-U-Y-E is the last name. And it'll tell you a little bit about the Encounter Tour. I'm so excited to encounter the Holy Land, encounter the people that go together, and encounter Holy Spirit in new ways. Hope you can join us. I am so excited to have my friend Sue Ann here today. And Sue Ann, you know you and I could talk for seven hours, so this could be a really long podcast. <laughs> if that happens, people will put it part one through part seven. No, okay. I want to just interview you with these first right out of the shoot questions that people get used to your voice and mine. And so answer however you want and we'll get going. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. This is my dear friend, everyone, Sue Ann Chandler. Are you an introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Coffee, tea? Coffee. Dog, cat, either, neither? Dog. Morning bird or night owl? Morning bird. Books or movies? Uh, books. Maybe. Uh, both. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> both. Uh-huh. Silence or music? Uh, silence. Leaned in or laid back? Oh, laid back. Shower or bath? Shower. Driver or passenger? <laughs> Driver. <laughs> okay. Um, for my poor husband. Okay. I can't <clears throat> wait to go back on a few of these because actually you answered something that I wouldn't have thought. Okay. You know that this podcast is called The Real Deal. Yes. And by the way, thank you for being a supporter of it. You're welcome. Like sometimes you call me and tell me this <sighs> one ministered to you or you laughed through that yes. one. And it means a lot yeah. because I trust you in my yeah. life. Do you know what I mean? Somebody else could be like, oh, that's just this podcaster. But mm-hmm. I feel like you see me and you see the guest and yeah. I appreciate it. So in your life, you know, the real deal, my dad would always say, what's the authentic article, the genuine article, not the phony baloney, like wood is wood, leather's leather. You know, who is that in your life? Somebody that was the real deal. They liked who they were or they just were proud of what they did. I don't know. Who is hmm. it to you and why? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of them. I, I can't think of just like one, maybe. growing up, but as an adult, it's you. Oh. Seriously? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and you always have been. Since the minute I met you. Mm. Yep. You are who you are. Okay, take two. <laughs> We're starting off the podcast in tears. That's yeah. never a good thing. No, it is a good thing. It's a really good thing. They're happy tears. Yeah. Because we've been friends for a long time. We've been friends for 20-something. Uh, well, 28 years. Wow, I didn't see that coming, but thank you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think, if it's fair to say, in our friendship, I think I've become more the real deal. Oh. And I think you've become more the real deal. I would agree with that. Yeah, you're growing mm-hmm. into all things Sue Ann. <laughs> yeah, it took me a long time. Yeah. It's taken me a long time. Um. Because even the way you answered some of those questions, I think you really are not I've afraid. Morphed. To... Yeah, you've morphed. Yes. Yeah. So is there a factor in your life that you would say has brought you to this place that's bigger than any of the others in the morphing process? Um, I would say it's life. Just um, I hit my 50s and it was like, I, I really don't care what anybody else thinks anymore. And it took me till then to get there, I think. I mean, seriously. I mean, when I got married, I was 21, and got, I was going on about 16. <laughs> Mentally. On. Yeah, okay. I mean, seriously, I yeah. really was. Yeah. And I think it's been that way through my whole life. I've always been kind of behind the what I should be at the age I'm at. Um, I don't know if that's because I was the last born or just all the things that have happened in my life. I don't know. But when I hit my 50s, it was like, all of a sudden, it was like, I am who I am and yeah. I love who I am and yeah. I'm okay with who I am and I don't care what anybody else thinks. And so 
it took me a long time to get there. <laughs> People, you, you, I'm telling you, she has arrived. I have arrived. You have arrived. But they do say, who's they? I don't know. I guess <laughs> studies and, and research shows that sometimes if there's trauma or if there's addiction or if there's trouble, it's almost like pushing the pause button on someone's growth in life. So right. their age of maturation may be different than their age of emotional growth or right. whatever because they actually can be missing some years. Yep. So when say you say true. 20... One growing, going, going on, on 16. 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some of that. Mm -hmm. Some of the sure. hard things came early in your life. Mm -hmm. Can you go there at all for me? What oh, were some yeah. of the things you can think about that you would share? Because they've shaped you, Sue Ann. They have. Um, I grew up in a house with um, parents that fought a lot and divorced when I was eight. My mom was killed in a car accident when I was 10. Um, we had to live with my dad, who was dating my stepmom at the time. Um, and she was the person that my dad left my mom for. And my mom had told us if we ever lived with her, she would never forgive us. Ooh. Yeah. So we had to work through all of that. The way that I dealt with my mother's death was we were not um, believers. We were churchgoers, but we were not like having a personal relationship with Christ. So there, that anchor was not there. That foundation was not there. So... The way that I dealt with um, my mom's death was um, I had severe OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder as a child, and that's, everything was out of control, and that was what I could control. Yeah, yeah. Your world was upside down. Upside down. What is one way OCD stuff manifested itself? What was some of the first things, or do you even remember how they began? Oh, I know how it began. The night that she died, um, I had a really hard time being separate from her when they got through, when they went through the divorce. Because it felt like I had already lost my dad, even though I saw him, but he wasn't in the house. And so I never wanted her to leave me because I didn't, you know, yeah. what if she didn't come back? And the night she died, we were coming home from a football game. The gal that was babysitting us was um, a cheerleader. So we'd been at the football game, and then when it was over, she was walking us home. We were playing that game. You step on a crack, you break your mother's back. Mm. And I lost. And I just started to sob. And I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. And she kept saying, what's wrong with you? And I said, because I did that, because I stepped on that, something's going to happen to my mom. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And she said, okay, that, that's just silly. You know that that's not true. That's just... And she finally got me all settled down. And, you know, we I went to bed that night. And I woke up the next morning and I saw the light on downstairs. And I thought, oh, I'm so glad last night was over because it was so horrible and traumatic for me. So I ran downstairs to say hi to my mom and my dad was sitting on the couch when they I, were already divorced yeah he didn't live there and i remember peeking through the stairway and seeing a man's shoes by the couch and thinking well that's odd and then i saw my dad sitting there and i said where's mom and he said go get your brother i need to talk to you so i ran upstairs and i'm waking up my brother i said something happened to mom something happened to mom you got to get up and so we go down there and he said you know that she was killed last night in a car accident. And immediately, I knew. Ugh. It's my fault. It was my fault. And so... What a terrible lie to enter a little child. Yeah. And as but a 10-year-old... you believed it yes. or thought it had something to do oh, with you. Oh, I believed it wholeheartedly. And 10-year-olds, it doesn't matter yeah. how many people tell you that it was a coincidence. You do not believe that. Especially if you don't have any other anchor in your life, you know. And so then I thought I had all this power of, well, if I don't do this now, then I'll lose my dad. And if I don't do this, I'll oh, lose yeah, my yeah, brother. Yeah. And so it just, it just erupted this whole obsessive compulsive. Every morning you woke up and it was a new thing you couldn't do or you had to do or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just snowballed. snowballed. Yeah, yeah. Began and, to control your behaviors. Yeah, and... everything. Like, and, you know, some people know obsessive compulsive like from what they see the tv shows yeah, or yeah. whatever you know they have to wash their hands all the time or they have to i don't know there's there's certain ones that people are really familiar with but there's just it comes out of nowhere it's mm. i don't enemy um or whatever your brain i don't know how it all works but i mean it could i could walk by a rug that had tassels on it and we did have one at the bottom of the stairs and at night those tassels all had to be completely straightened before I could go to bed. And my dad would sit on the bottom step and wait for me to get them all perfect. 
before I could go upstairs and go to sleep. And who knows what, why that? That has nothing to do with stepping on. And stepping on cracks always remained part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, do you know how many cracks there are between a fifth grade classroom and the lunchroom? Oh, my goodness. There's a lot in school. And kids are mean. Oh, my gosh. Kids are mean. And they and would so, say things because you oh, were trying, yeah. you were slowing the line down or? No, they would just whisper. Oh, yeah. To each other. Like, there, there, she's doing it again. You know, that kind of thing. You know, and it's like, and I didn't have any control over it. I yeah. just wanted to turn around and scream. But if I don't do this. Oh, gosh. What else I'm, could I lose? Yeah, or? I'm going to lose somebody else. And they didn't understand the torment. No, it's yeah. horrible. It is. So. Chains around, you know, bondage. Yeah, it, yeah, it was total bondage. I was in, it was in a prison. My own prison. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so, and then trying to act like I wasn't on the outside. Uh-huh. To everybody else, I was, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of years of that. So, I, I have seen that, like, like you said, in movies or TV shows or mm -hmm. whatever, and it's almost funny. Mm -hmm. But it's not funny mm -hmm. for the one that's experiencing it. Mm -hmm. There's a movie that um, Jack Nicholson, Jack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, uh, as, as good, good as, as it gets. gets. That's not a funny show to me. Yeah. And, I, you know, people always are like, oh, my gosh, I love that show. It's hilarious yeah. when he does this. And I'm thinking, but when you lived it, it's yeah. not funny. Yeah. It's just not. So you used past tense when you yeah. lived it because yeah. you have freedom. I do. Where there was such bondage, and sometimes things are night and day, sometimes things are a process, but tell mm -hmm. us kind of how you, like, what happened, or... Um, well, by the time I was in high school, I could mask it. You know, I'd, I'd lost some of, of the little kid stuff. I didn't have to do all the things. Okay. Um, my, my stepmother, bless her heart, she was the one that probably got me through the most of it, because it was killing my dad. But my dad was that personality that he just wants to fix everything, and he couldn't mm -hmm. fix this. Mm -hmm. And so it just made him distance himself, I think, because it's like it's too hurtful Yeah, to watch your little kid, your daughter. And you I know. can't fix it. I wish yeah. I could. Yeah. But my stepmom, because she was far enough removed, she could give me challenges and say, well, let's, let's just... Let's just not do that one today and see what happens. You know, just mm. trying to get me to, to realize that really it isn't my control, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then I went to college and my freshman year, <laughs> <laughs> my freshman first semester was is kind of a blur because I did a lot of partying. Yeah. And I think some of that was just to, so I didn't have to think about a lot of stuff. You know, because yeah. my mind was going a million miles an hour, and so it was just easier if I numb the pain. Think, yeah, mm -hmm. and so um, I came back after Christmas, and I met some new friends um, who were listening to Christian music. Was I was walking down the hall of a dorm room, and they were listening to Christian music, and the only Christian music I had heard was my brother's music when I was in high school. He got he got saved when he was a junior in high school. And he would play this music, and I thought he was a weirdo. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. But I heard the music. Is he younger or older than you? Two years older. Okay. And he'd been praying for me this whole time. And um, I, so I was familiar with the music, even though it wasn't something that I would have chosen. Yeah. And so when I walked down the hall and I heard this music, I thought, oh, someone else knows that same music wow. that my brother knows. Do you, you remember know that, what song it is? Um, it was like Michael W. Smith oh, and yeah, yeah, Grant, yeah. you know, yeah. way back in yeah. the day. <laughs> And um, so I just, I thought that was really interesting. And I was walking by their room and their door was open. And I could I stood there and listened for a while. And I thought, that's kind of weird that I didn't know anybody else but my brother and his weirdo friends listened to this music. <laughs> and I went back to my room and then I came back over um, later that night. And they were all sitting out in the hallway playing guitar. And they were playing some worship songs. And I don't know what made, well, I do know what made me do it. It was the Holy Spirit or God or I don't yeah. know at the time. But it made me stop and I said, hey, were you guys playing Amy Grant songs earlier? And they're like, yeah, do you sing? And I said, yeah, yeah I do. Very and they well. said, hey, we're going to get together tonight and we're all going to sing songs. Would you like to join us? Oh. And I'm like, sure. Which is so weird. I don't know these people yeah. at all. I've never been attracted to that music. But for some reason, there was such... Uh, magnetic force mm. pulling me in. So I went over that night and we sang from like 6.30 to like midnight. And just, I loved these people. Mm. I loved them. And they were so gracious to me. And there was a lot of stuff I didn't know. And so I just listened. But they, I just, 
we went down and we got it on the grand piano and I played piano oh, and they nice. they played you know and I didn't I didn't know them from anybody the day before right and um, so I started kind of hanging with them for a while and then one of them <laughs> Danny asked me uh, so yeah I just got a question for you if you died tomorrow where would you go and I said uh, I don't know I mean I think I'd go to heaven he goes why do you think that I said, because I'm a good person, and I go to I went to church growing up, yeah. and I tried to do the right thing, and, you know, all the typical answers. He said, oh, well, did you know those things don't really matter? I mean, they matter, but that's not why, and that you can know for sure. You don't even have to wonder. I said, oh, and I thought, <laughs> whatever. And I just kind of let it go, but it just ate at me, Rachel. Mm. It just ate at me. And so I came back. I don't know how much longer it was, if it was the next day or the next week, and I said, Okay, that's bugging me. Why did you say that? And it was February in Iowa. <laughs> cold. Goes, Let's go for a walk. And you know me. I hate to be cold. And so we bundle all up. We walk around campus at University of Northern Iowa. And he explains the gospel to me. He gives uh, me the four spiritual laws back in the day. You know, yeah, He doesn't yeah, have yeah. the tract in his hand, yeah, but yeah. he's like giving me the whole. The good news of what the Jesus did. The good news did. of Jesus. And we get back to the dorm and I knelt down in the snow. Oh. and asked Jesus into my life and here's the kicker immediately the OCD was gone oh, wow. Praise it Jesus. was gone all the everything it was just gone did it feel like I, I like did it lift did it feel like your mind was different like because you knew it was gone just <clears throat> like looking at you right now I know you know yeah. it left what what can you um there was it was peace Okay. I, I would say it was peace. There was no more panic. Of, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember walking through doors and, and stepping on the threshold, which I never used to be able to do. Yeah, I'd you have to step, step over. over. Yeah. yeah. And I could step on it, and there wasn't that, <gasps> I got to go back and do that over again. You know? There, it was just gone. It was so peaceful. Almost where the pendulum swings to the other side, and you go, I'm going to step on that on purpose. Wow. Because I know that I'm not in charge. Yeah. And no matter what happens, it has nothing to do with me. Right. And everything to do with Jesus. Right. Everything. Wow. And that's immediately how it happened. Yeah. And I know that doesn't happen to everybody. That's I know true. that there's plenty of Christians that are still struggling with fear and anxiety and OCD and all that. And so I never want to say it in a way that, well, you can be healed from that if you just... No, that's not necessarily yeah, But you true. are an example of what God can do, but and he, he did it. he can do it, and he did do it, and I'm so thankful yeah. for it, you know? So, yeah. But it also gives me lots of empathy for people that struggle. Yeah. Because I get it. Yeah. You know, I understand. Definitely. You know, the fear and all of that that just entangles you. So. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. So. So good. Yeah. Freedom so, on the other side. Freedom on the other and side. And then you've grown in sure. so many other ways. But, okay, I want to go back to... Um, just one thought about um, losing your mom at such a young age. And okay. um, I'm not mining for something deeper no. or dig, digging no. for anything, but I want you to know for some, this is just from my heart. Yeah. I really honor you, Sue Ann. Oh. Because for not growing up with a mom mm -hmm. and then having been raised by a stepmom, mm -hmm. that in some ways your mom prophesied that you wouldn't be forgiven if she would, yeah, you yeah. ever lived with her. You'd lived yeah. with her, right? Yeah. You're such a good mom. Oh. You are such a good mom. You didn't have a mom walk through the ages that you've seen your kids go through right teen years right you lost her at 10 right um high school college getting married having kids mm -hmm. all of those you're a mm -hmm. really good mom and i just honor you because i know that you've held god's hand mm -hmm. you've looked for other examples you've learned mm -hmm. you've been um up for mentoring if it means just somebody that you watched at your church or mm -hmm. in the neighborhood or mm -hmm. just being a person who didn't say well, I don't know, because I don't have a mom. You know what I mean? I, yeah. You're a really good mom, and I want to yep. thank you. Because we raised our kids together, too. Yep, and we did. And we helped each other. Yeah. My daughter once asked me, how, Mom, how did you get to be such a great mom? And I said, my only answer is, I always told myself, I'm going to be the mom that I wanted to have. Oh. And that's that was my motivation, you know, raising my kids. I'm going to be the mom that talks to them about everything, lays on their bed and stays up till 2.30 when they get home from prom because I just want to hear what it was like, you know, if they invited me in. Right. I never, you know, I wasn't going to force yeah. my way in, but the ones, the kids that were willing to share with me, I was going to, 
you know, I remember being in bed <laughs> at 11.30 at night and my youngest son came home with all of his buddies and he came in and he's like, Mom, could you get up and make us some cinnamon rolls? <laughs> and I said, yep, I'm getting up. And my husband goes, you don't have to get up and do that. I said, do you know that this is the time when they will share the most with me? Yeah. So I'm in the kitchen, I'm making the cinnamon rolls at 11.30 at night and I can hear them all chatting and Hey, Mrs. C, thanks for making cinnamon yep. you know, yep. and they're doing the whole thing. And I'm like, would I miss this? Not for I the world. I would miss this for the world. This is the mom I would have wanted. Yeah. I would have never woke my mom up at 11.30 <laughs> and asked her to make cinnamon rolls. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have felt that yeah. freedom. Right. They but knew your kid did, and you could. did it. Yep. They knew they could. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm the mom I wanted to have, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's and so good. That's that's all I can say about it. I mean, I don't know how great I did. <laughs> I failed many a time. It's not like it was, but I did some things right. Yeah. So. Well, love covers over a multitude Amen, of sins, sister. even if there were sins. So yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For you sure. really are a really good mom. Yeah. So, okay. So another thing that I thought of was maybe we should say some things about you. You're a mom. I am You're a, a grandma. I'm a grand. Tell me some I'm things about your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are a Mimi. I, I am a Mimi. I am, um, the wife of the most wonderful man on the planet for 35 years. Wow. And we have three children, um, all grown. Our oldest is uh, married. They have three children. And our middle is my daughter, and she's married, and they have three children, a set of twins, which are dear, near Adorable and dear. and oh. fun and sweet. And, and then our youngest, who's getting married a Yay. week from Friday. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's me. I have a full life. I do have a full life, a very full life. It's sometimes more busy than I like, but. But now that they're grown and um, the last one's going to be getting married and gone, gone, whatever, mm -hmm. but what are some things that you find yourself filling your time with? And what are some things that you are delighted that your time is filled with? Hmm, that's a really good question. The older I get, the more introverted I am. That's interesting, because when you said introvert, extrovert, mm -hmm. I thought she's an extrovert. No. But you, yeah. And everybody would say that I'm I'm an extrovert with the people that I know love me and I feel safe with. And I can just be extroverted and not and that's a part of that whole not worrying yep. about what other people think right. anymore, but that's how I've been always. Yep. You know, it's like I'll be extroverted with the people I yep. feel safe with, mm -hmm. you know. But I love quiet and I love being alone. And I love to be in my house. I can be in there for days and never leave. <laughs> my husband's not like that. He's like, let's go do something. I'm yeah. like, nah, I have to speak. Because if you even left the house today, I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I know. I Michael, love, did you check the mail? No. I love to be at home. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's, you know, just because my kids are older and I just enjoy mm -hmm. quiet. And I love quiet. I don't have to be having the TV on or the news on or the music on. I mean, I love music and I'm. Yeah, I grew up in a musical family, but even in my car, it's silent in my car. Yep. I love yep. quiet. Um, I'm sorry. What was your other question? The things. What that... do you? So some things fill your time, but then what are you delighted that fills your time? Like mm, marriage ministry. Mm -hmm. My husband and I do marriage ministry. We do um, the premarital for our church, and we do um, a marriage class that we mentor called Marriage on the Rock. And I love both of them. Good. Um, they have changed our lives, mm -hmm. really, truly. Our church has changed our lives. We were in a diff lots of different churches um, along the way. Um, and my husband was one of those people. And I, I can say this it, without speaking out of turn. Or, yeah. you know, he's, he would say this if he was sitting here. But he was the, I got saved, check the box, and I'm going to stay right here. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Which was, a, you know, a struggle for yeah. our marriage for many, many years. And when we came to this church... Um, I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit got a hold of him, and the surrender was real. Yeah. And it changed completely who he is. Yeah, and you're and living in continues. the fruit of it. Yeah. It continues. I still stand in awe thinking, I, I, I can't believe that I still, I get to be part of all of this. Yeah. Because I spent so many years being married to someone that I thought, this is how it'll always be. Yeah. It'll never change. And you know what? That's okay. I love him, but I, you know... And, and the way we started out was not the way it should have been. And so sometimes I kept thinking, gosh, maybe I'm just reaping what I sowed. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Do you so, do you want to tell us that part? When you say it, it started off different than I thought it would or 
any of that sort of thing? Or has that been part of the story that you're able to share with people that lets them know God loves all of us? Or... <laughs> well, he does love all of us, that's for sure. Um, yeah, my husband and I, I met him when I was 15. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I thought you were older. No, I was 15 when I met him. I went to prom with his brother. Oh. <laughs> that I did know. <laughs> um, we weren't dating. We were just right, really right. good friends. But you met um, small town. Small town. We went to rival high schools, so our towns were about 15 minutes apart from each other. And, um, yeah, I met him, and he walked into the room. I didn't even know he existed. I knew his brother, but his brother had never told me, I have a brother. Right. And um, so I'm waiting for his brother to get ready to go, go to prom. He was, We were at his house, and he was getting something upstairs, and I was just sitting on the couch waiting in my little dress. <laughs> and I hear what color? Some, it, it was... It was a really, really pale yellow, okay. which is so not my color. <laughs> I think about, but it was one of my girlfriends because I didn't have a prom dress. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. 15. And yeah. so it was like, my mom's like, I'm not going to spend money on a prom dress. I'm like, okay, I'll borrow it from someone else. And that was the one I borrowed. Yeah. And it was, yeah, had a little jacket with a fringe. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably really popular it's, next year. Yeah, probably it'll come back. So, uh, yeah, he, I hear footsteps coming down the stairs, and I look up, and he walked into the room, and he had on a white tux, and I literally lost my breath. I thought, wow, I have never seen anyone like that, ever. I mean, that's how I viewed it. So I couldn't talk, and he said, hi, my name's Lane. You must be Sue Ann. I'm Leonce's brother, and I'm like, Ugh. I couldn't even talk. <laughs> And he said, I got to go. I'm master of ceremonies. And I'm, of course. Of course. And he left and his brother came down and he said, hey, did you meet my brother? And I said, you never told me. Yeah, but brother. I feel like I've been knocked out of wind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's and great. And so I had a big crush on him. Um, yeah. And I followed him like from afar when our schools would play each other. I'd look for his name in the roster or his number on the football team or his basketball or he ran track he played golf i mean he did all the things whole thing. sports yep all things sports and um <laughs> yeah. but you know after over time his brother graduated and then he graduated a year before me and then i went off to college and then i got saved and yeah i came back that summer after being saved um and i was just gonna work on my relationship with the Lord and yeah. just really, you know, learn what this was all about and get stronger in my faith. And, you know, was resolved to just, mm -hmm. that was going to be my summer. And my sister had gotten me a job at a, um, uh, a factory. They were paying college students great money. And so she got me a job there. So I'm waiting in this outer office of this factory and, you know, ugly work clothes and big <laughs> boots and the whole thing with the safety glasses. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah just sitting there waiting for a foreman to come tell me where I'm going to be and what I'm going to be doing. And the door opened. I look up and Lane walked in the door. Wow. And I couldn't breathe. Wow. It was the same feeling. Yes. And I thought, oh, my word. And then I'm looking at what I'm wearing and going, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he says the same thing. He's like, Suan, right? And I'm like, oh, he remembered my name. The whole thing. And I said, what are you doing here? And he goes, I start work here today. <laughs> what? And I said, really, me too. And the foreman came in. He goes, you two will be working together. Oh, my. So they put us at this table gauging valves, which, <laughs> what a weird job for a summer. But seven days a week, eight hours a day across the table from each other. By the end of the third week, we knew each other inside and oh, out. Oh, yeah. Funny, funny little story to that, though, because I told him I, <laughs> I just been born again yeah and i was gonna take the summer to, and he looked at me and told me i was in a cult <laughs> what happened to you girl uh, yeah, he's like i i've heard about that kind of stuff i did a term paper on cults i'm pretty sure you're in a cult and yeah. i'm like i'm not in a cult oh but that's good anyway, that was that was an interesting summer so so that was the beginning of ours he was not a believer i was evangelating i'm telling you people don't do it <laughs> it's not pretty um, no one told me that. So, but, um, he did eventually get saved while we were dating, which was great. Cause I kept telling him, I can't, I can't ever marry you because you're not saved. Oh. You know? I mean, great conversations to be having with people, <laughs> but, oh, um, gosh. yeah, I wasn't very strong and, um, he was really handsome and, um, one thing led to another and I ended up getting pregnant when we were in college yeah. and, um, rough summer. Yeah. Um, Really rough summer. 
but all's well that ends well and yes. we ended up getting married um and then five months later we had our son you had a you had a winter wedding september oh september oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 yep he was gone all summer and so i was sicker than a dog and living with a roommate and then he came home and we got married and we had our son five months later Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel Inouye, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. But you have a heart for marriage. Oh, my god. Because goodness. it hasn't been easy for you. It was rough. Not just having a baby relatively soon into the marriage, but right. there were other things. That, well, you 21 know. going on 16. <laughs> so that's that was rough because I was still mentally... Mm-hmm. I, I really feel like I was more of a 16-year-old. It was like, well, that's not my job because I was last born and everybody always did everything for yep, me. I get well, it. Well, so was he. Last born. Yep. And so it was like, somebody's got to step up and be the responsible one here, yeah. you know? Yep. And we were both brand new, pretty brand new yep. in our faith. And um, God did the biggest gift for us. And he gave Lane his very first job out of college was in California. And we had never, re- we'd never lived outside of small yeah. town Iowa, yep. and he dropped us in L.A. Yeah, he just extracted you from and the norm. away from our family, away from every friend we had, and it was sink or swim. And our mantra for both of us, even though we didn't have any reason, we didn't have any tools in our tool belt for marriage, really. I mean, his dad died when he was one, so he had a single mom for a long time till his mom got remarried and right. then my whole whatever yeah it was growing up whatever you want to call it and so we didn't have a lot of tools but the one thing we both had was divorce is not an option huge it's not an option because if somebody lays down the d card somebody's going to pick it up it, it just and i know that i'm not saying for people that are out there that have gotten divorced that you know i'm not standing in judgment on anybody i'm saying for us it was a non-negotiable. It was the thing that, it was the glue that kept us in because things were rough at the beginning. The first five years were really rough. And um, a lot of selfishness, a lot of pride, um, just a lot of not knowing. Yeah. Not, not just, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And we didn't have love languages back then. Yeah. So you didn't know that kind of. You kind of of warred with each other rather than played on the same team and all that. Oh, all of it. We fought destructively instead of constructively. And we never had premarital counseling. So no one ever. It was just sink or swim. Yeah. What is one of the things that now that you're giving people um, tools and and praying with them and meeting with them, not just a one-off, but you're meeting with them and counseling them. What is something that isn't just in the book's curriculum, but is in your core now that you would share for marriage? Oh, for marriage? Yeah, because you're working with all these people, you've seen lots of things. Which, what's something that's also when you said it's even helped you guys? Oh, just anything that's helped us the well. Love languages was probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones because my husband is a steady, steady, straight line kind of guy, and I'm the you know the heart monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, up, down. I, so, I wish you people on the real deal could watch my sweet little petite friend <laughs> sitting cross-legged. She's just this little thing. She's got her arms going up and down. Anyway, we should do some ones that are like YouTube video ones. But anyway, okay, so he's steady, Eddie. He's steady, and, and I'm... And he was raised... He had no sisters. He had all brothers. Yeah. And yeah. his mother is just like him. So the only female he had in his life was steady, Eddie. You know, she wasn't emotional. She did, and then he married me, and he went, oh, my stars. And I don't know, maybe I just didn't act that way when we were dating or whether he was just so blinded yeah. or something because I don't feel like I changed once we got married. Right. I just, it just was a little more in his face 24-7. Um, but we didn't know anything about love languages, and mine is totally words. It's yeah. it's one of those things where words can it can encourage me and I can just be scraped off the ceiling yeah. if you tell me I'm doing a good job. But the smallest little thing, and, and granted, you gotta swan, have a little tougher skin, you gotta, you know, whatever. But I didn't have that much self confidence at that yeah. point in time. So if you were saying something that was detrimental to me, it just felt like yeah. knives. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, and he kept saying, and he doesn't need that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. He does not need someone to tell him he's doing a good job. He does not need any kind of 
encouragement's yep. good with anybody, like he says. He goes, everybody likes to be encouraged, but I don't need anybody right, right, to right. encourage So let's go over the five, though. We have encouraging words, words, acts of service, quality time, gifts, <laughs> which is on the bottom for both of us, yep. and touch, yep. physical touch. Yep. And I'm a physical touch person, too, and yep. he's not right. that either. Yeah. And I just say that just to clear it up, because it's right. almost like if I were sitting trying to conduct this interview... In French, you would understand because you know some French. But right. if I was speaking Hungarian, you wouldn't know. Right. And then you'd be speaking English to me, and I don't understand English. I just know Hungarian. It right. doesn't, you can't Compute. communicate. Yep. You can't do. So if you completely speak different languages rather than learning someone's language and learning how to speak it, right. and they learn yours and learn how to speak it. So that right. was really revolutionary to you. Right. It's like a great, wow, this has been revealed that I need encouragement and touch, and he is more. Acts of service. Acts of service. And now quality time. It's, it's yep. more for more yep. the older he gets. But the reason I'm even bringing this up is because I don't even know if those were out when we first got married. Um, I'm pretty sure they weren't. But when we learned about them, it was revolutionary because up to that point in time, and again, I'm not speaking out of turn. He yep. would say this to you. Yep. But he truly believed there was something wrong with me. Because you needed I it. needed somebody to tell me how good I was. And it wasn't even how good I was, but just encouraging my encourager. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he, he, it just was so foreign to him that therefore he was right and I was wrong to need that. Yep. Because my mom doesn't need that. You know, that's his thought process. Exhibit A. Exhibit A. <laughs> Sammy mom, doesn't. <laughs> yeah, she's my mom and she's a female and she doesn't need that. What is wrong with you? And when we learned about them and mm. he found out how many people are just like me, he was, it was revolutionary for him. Yep. More so than for me. Mm -hmm. It was more for him that he was like, oh, my wife's normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a lot of people out there that are just right. like her, right. you know, it's and food to you. It it's was food. It's it a was, wonderful thing. It was. Mm -hmm. So long story, you asked yeah. a question about the things that feed us and yeah. why yeah. the reason marriages and speaking into marriages and doing premarital is like my life's blood is because mm. If you would have told us that God was going to use us in marriage ministry, we would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. But because we walked through all that, we have so much we can yep. pour into yep. these young couples yep. and just say, listen, yep. listen to me. Right. <laughs> I've been there. I've done it. That doesn't work. And this is more, this is so important and whatever, yep. you know, whatever. The That's so is. good. Because God's a redeemer and he uses everything. Nothing is wasted. We Never. you know, we think, you know, what's this deal? You know, the whole thing about a tapestry being woven yep. and the dark threads are, you know, all the knots. That's when you're looking on the backside. But when you turn it around, it's beautiful and all the colors are needed mm -hmm. and the dark things and all that. Mm -hmm. He uses them all. Nothing yep. is wasted. Yep. But I also think that you carry an authority um, in being able to impart wisdom or yes. what not to do just as much yeah. as what to do. And, yeah. and it helps people. It yeah. helps people because we learn through people's lives. Mm -hmm. And Paul, at the end of, you know, one of the Timothy's or whatever, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. People get all tipped over by that. But literally, we need flesh on examples of yes. you can imitate me and I'm in imitating Christ. And you can also imitate Christ. That's what I want right. you to do. Right. Sometimes That's you just goal. need somebody with skin on to show you yep. some things. And you guys are doing that. So yep. thank you because it takes a lot of your time. It does. Um, sometimes you have multiple couples. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's when one cycle's done, you're getting a new one. But yep. you're investing in people. Yep. And you're investing in marriage and God's pro-marriage. So yep. I just say hats off to you. I really do. And the fact that God, he pulled us both into that. Yep. Like he gave us both that desire, which is, you know, some pe people like women pour into women. Yep. And you know what I mean? And their husband might have a different ministry somewhere else. Or and the fact that we both have the same ministry is also just a God thing yep. because our personalities are yep. so different. Yep. You know, he's the noise guy. He's the yep. active guy. He's the everything that I am. <laughs> he's not and, and vice versa. Yep. So you know, I have this thought that God's even going to use you in some of those couples lives like on a sporadic, but even an ongoing basis that you may not know. You may not know that you're not just doing their premarital, that you've touched their lives. And some of them will come back around, mm -hmm. I think, or, or mm -hmm. you'll be in their life somehow, whether it's just mm -hmm. you get to see them or speak into their life. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's only a one and done. And I don't know if right. I mean that for every single one of them, right. but I do think that you've touched them. Because yeah. you know how we have sometimes, my fourth grade teacher, I yeah. remember her because of. <laughs> It'll be like, Lane and Sue Ann did my premarital, and now I have this. And mm -hmm. so it's even happened since we've been up here 
Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we've done a couple of the couples, couples that, are, that here, are here. And one of the couples, he, he came up to me this morning and he said, I remember this because you said it during our premarital. Nice. And I'm thinking, and that was, they have two kids now. I yep. mean, it's been, you know, a yep. long time since we've done theirs. And they yep. still hang on to a lot of the stuff, which so makes good. me feel so good. It's mm-hmm. like, thank you, Lord, for using me. You know, hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's so. an investment into somebody's life. And then they can withdraw from the, you know, the bank of what was given. Right. Whenever right. they needed it. Right. Because it, it's not always from the beginning. You don't need certain information. Right. But then all of a sudden you do. For That's sure. That's so sure. good. Absolutely. Um, let me think of what else I want you to share. Because it's like so <laughs> much I want to know. I mean, I do think it's interesting to see all the things that God has brought you through. Mm-hmm. And all the ways that he has grown you. And given you an authority to speak into other people's lives. Because I think there are going to be people that know you, know me, know both of us maybe, mm-hmm. that will listen to this and don't know some of this even. Because yeah. we don't always talk. Yeah. Like, right. by the way, let me tell you about, Right. we don't. How are you? Fine. What's going on? Not much. Well, look at how long you and I have been friends. And I've said a couple of things that you didn't even that know. And I'm thinking, how me. is that possible? Yeah. I didn't know you guys met at 15 at all. <laughs> I didn't know that part at all. Uh, so we have a lot of similarities. We've been involved in some of the same things. We homeschooled mm-hmm. our kids together. Mm-hmm. We sang in worship teams mm-hmm. together. All we that were kind. in the we same l- college together. We didn't even didn't know, know it. Didn't know it. Both <laughs> Iowans. Yeah, it's all good. But what is one thing, I mean, I think obviously losing your mom is a hard thing, but God grows us in the hard things. Mm-hmm. He really does. And, and I think even going through the OCD thing, for you to understand freedom on the other side mm-hmm. of that, it's not sure. just a theory to know right. that there's a Prince of Peace. You mm-hmm. felt the Prince yeah. of Peace. But mm-hmm. what are some great joys or what are some things that are maybe specific to your heart that maybe don't even minister to somebody else? Because I think that's the genius of God in you. You love to bake cinnamon rolls or you love to do what with your grandchildren? Whatever. Just what makes you come alive? What do you love? Well, I will say I used to think, um, <laughs> this is going to sound so funny, but do you remember when you and I used to go to Mops and they always made us do like a craft? Yes! And my friend Rachel is... <laughs> Would get creative, right in there. and she's artsy, and she grew up in an art family, and the whole thing. And I'm always like, I'm gonna Use sit the next right to you, and I'm gonna, you know, do, probably try to do whatever you're doing. There is not a creative bone in my body, <laughs> not one, I zero, in in like the arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I kept thinking, you know, what is my thing? You know, you watch all these people on podcast yeah. or on um. Instagram and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're decorating their homes. Right, and right. I'm thinking, oh. yeah, I couldn't. But I love to organize and I love to put things together. Yes, and you I, do. You know, when you told me one time, Michael, Michael likes to fill out the questionnaires and go through oh and my. read all what the stuff. What kind of detergent do we yeah. use, babe? What yeah. are you doing? Filling out a survey. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, I hate that stuff. It just makes me feel like I'm. And that, like, yeah. is like, oh. We had one come to our house the other day, and I, I got all excited. I'm filling it out. My husband's like, don't do that. You don't need to do that. It's going to take so much time. I said, no, you don't understand. Yeah. I love, love this. this. <laughs> yeah. You love to categorize. I love to categorize. You love to organize. Yep. You yep. put things in. Like, people in the world like me that are creative and things are random and kind of ping-ponging all over mm-hmm. need you yeah. like we are a body yes christ is the head we're yep. headless without him yep. but we're the body yep. and we really work best when we work together yes because you are needed yeah. in the body yep. and that is part of the job you do as well right some organizing th- i mean you oh, work yeah. for i com- do data entry and all of that in the for a construction company i love every single every time my boss walks in she goes i've got a um, project for you to do because i need to put to you i'm like i'm all over it <laughs> just give it to me i want to do this so you know and the way I got that job was funny because she's like, I'm not going to find anybody who's going to want to do all the stuff I hate to do because she's very creative. She's yeah. a, a lot like you. And um, I'm like, I'm your person. <laughs> yeah. I love. She goes, you don't really like to do all that. I said, I really do yeah. like to do all those things. Right, yeah. right. I'm one of those people. Does the spice drawer need organizing? I know. Literally. Do you need it... like all of those, pa- you know, those things stapled and put into, into piles? Like yeah. she'll just give me a big pile of random whatever that's been shoved in a box or a drawer and she'll go, could you just make sense of this? I'm like, absolutely. Yes. And I'm like making my little piles. But you know, that reflects God. Yeah. Because each one of us are made in his image and each one of us like reflect a piece of the way he is. Our personalities do. Mm-hmm. The tasks we love to do, the things we come a lot doing. So because 
as far as I know, this morning the sun rose. Right. Or it didn't. It's going around the earth. But we, you know what I mean? The tides yes. go in. The tides go out. Yes. Like there are seasons. There are things that God does because he's orderly. Yes. There are things that God does because he has a long range plan. I mean, yes. what a spreadsheet does God have? Right. Like literally. And you're reflecting him in order yep. instead of chaos. Yep. You know, and it, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you're needed. Wow. You, you really are needed. I, I don't know. I just love it. I celebrate <laughs> it in you. Because the way I'm, God made me. It is. You know? it's so and good. I get joy. So yeah. that's all that really matters, I guess. Because yeah. that brings me joy. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, one thing I want to mention maybe uh, for sure is that I, uh, wow. I love you. Mm. I love your husband. I mm. love your children. Thank you. Each of them are, they're not my own kids, but because we raised our kids. Mm-hmm. Adam and Allie and Aaron have a special place in my heart. I feel like I'm Auntie Rachel to them. Well, you know, yeah, I really do because sure. I just love them so much. And they would all say the same I, thing. I love them. And we have prayed together for years mm-hmm. and years. When we lived in the same town, yep. when we didn't live in the same town. Yep. And then like my cousin and I have prayed together for about three or four or five, six years now or whatever. And and you've been working, and we haven't mm-hmm. prayed together as much, but right. God still uses us to pray right. together. Right. And I feel like when we do, there there's something that goes on in the yep. kingdom realm because we sure. know there isn't one prayer uttered that God doesn't yep. hear, yeah, and that something isn't going to happen, yeah, because when His word is sent forth, when His name is called upon, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I personally, wow, yeah. Okay, everybody in podcast land, I'm getting choked up. I want to thank you for mm. walking beside me and mm. loving me. And praying for me, mm. praying for ministry, yep. praying for my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like we have prayed for each other. Yes. We have, but we've, we've shared notebooks. I mean, we, yep. like I can look back and go, whoa. And so I just want to personally thank you. And I want to personally thank you where I know it's going to be heard. Yes. Well, because I think you deserve, I think you deserve to know that it matters. And I'm the recipient, mm. and I have had a blessing on my life. Mm. And a lot of things have gone forward for me mm. in ministry. And, but it's because I'm a prayed-for woman. Yes. So and I personally want to thank you for praying for me because it matters. And I love you. And, um, yeah, I just honor you for the consistency and sometimes we would both pray more <laughs> when something was crappy I know. or if well, we needed to, hey. you know, but that kept us always because with the number of children or with the things we we're involved in, mm-hmm. we did, we prayed often. We yep. really did. And, but I personally want to thank you because it's touched my life. And I think kingdoms are advancing and you're also part of my bigger prayer team that I have that right. I'm not kidding. When I hit the stage, there's a slide that goes up and it, you know, says who I am and it shows my family and it shows my parents, you know, mm-hmm. and then I say, and you are being prayed for. Mm. And I say that with complete confidence because somebody is just like, oh, I got an email. I'll pray on my way to church. That doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Somebody mm-hmm. else is going in their little closet, shutting the door and praying because they know it's seven o'clock and she starts. I don't mm-hmm. care how right. it's being prayed for. Right. But I'm grateful. Well, I'm very grateful. I want to thank you. Personally. Right back at you, girlfriend. Yeah. Right oh, back. You. And and the truth is, my kids wouldn't be who they are without all of your prayers. I mean, yeah. we've prayed my kids through a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, and it, one more than the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening, and if you you're might listening. know who you are. We prayed you through your college years. And no, they would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, they would be. They're your number one fan. Yeah. I, I mean, I just love them like that. crazy. I know. I really do. And. The fact that he's getting married a week from Friday is, and he's found that person, yeah. and he's a totally different person than he was then. Yeah. Um, and you and I walked him through it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Lots of prayers for that child. So, but. Yeah. And he's the real deal. He is. He is the real deal. He really deal. is. He's always Maybe behind been, you, it might be him. Yeah, he really <laughs> is the real deal. He's always been who he is. Yeah. And you know that the start of the podcast says, like, real life, real stories, a real God. Um he's an example of all of those things. He's just had real stories and, you know, a real God that God moves. God always moves people. Yeah. He's a good God. Yeah, he certainly is. Well, is yeah. there anything in that you really have a burning a desire to share? Otherwise, I want you to pray for our oh, audience God. of listeners at some point. That, but I think we, if there's something, I don't know. I don't know that I'm looking for something. I just want to know. I don't think so. I mean, I think the spirit would bring it if it was supposed to be said. Yeah. And I'm, I mean... I, I, I guess I, 
the one thing I want to say is that, you know, all the, the stuff I've gone through in my life, I have such joy. Yeah. Oh, Sue Ann, you do. You sing a lot. I do sing you a lot. You laugh a lot. I do laugh a you lot. You have a loud laugh that's fun. <laughs> like, that's joy. And, and it's purely God. You know, sometimes when I'm in the middle of a worship and I'm thinking about my past, like not looking back as in like a regret or anything, no, no, no. but just knowing that I didn't know him then and yet he was still there the whole time walking me through all of those really that's hard good. things. And I didn't know him personally, but he was still had a protective hand on me through the whole thing, you know? Amen. That probably brings me to tears more than after I knew him. Because, of course, I know him and he's there. But it's when I didn't know him and yet he was still, like, I still had you. I yep. still was walking Always. with you. And I was, you know, because I knew this was coming. You know, he, he sees the beginning from the end. Amen. And so what I couldn't see, he already had ready for me. And... I just, I just have so much joy about that yes, when I do. think about it. You know, it's just one of those things that's like, yep, life is not what I've rather grown up with. I, I look at your parents and I think, what must it be like mm. to have my two biological parents and be an adult and have them still be alive? And like, I listen to your podcast with your dad and I think, oh my gosh, no wonder she is who she yeah. is. She's got all that, you yeah. know, but it's, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And so that's, this is who I am. Yeah. This is what my life was. And and joy, joy is something that you are, you have, and you're also a container for, because it's yeah. just the joy of the Lord. That's our yeah. strength. And yeah. no matter what you're going through or have been through, mm-hmm. it is a mark of your life. I would say that. Yeah. I really yeah. would. We've laughed a lot. We've mm-hmm. sung a lot. We've, yeah. yeah. I guess the, um, I, I, you asked me if there was anything else yeah. I want to share. The one thing that I would want to share with with the wives out there whose husbands are were like mine yeah like mine mm-hmm. bring it um that aren't necessarily leading your family or aren't where you think they should be or um it just you just know there's more um or you see your friends around you with husbands that are and you're like why can't uh, that whole thing it's it's about you and god and mm-hmm. you can't have them be the thing that makes you happy or the thing that fills the void or the thing that it's like because their relationship with God is, is on a diff- different yep. track. And mm-hmm. it's at, it happens at a different time. And when it happens, stand back. Yes. Stand back and just take it all in. Because when my husband, when that happened with him, it was one of those things where it's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Ever. It's such so, a transformation. It's it like is. a butterfly. You think, how was that ever a caterpillar? Yeah. Like literally, when yes. you look at a butterfly, you think, like it makes it still makes no yeah. sense to me that that's what that was. I know the chrysalis yep. form. I know all that, yep. but they don't even sort of look alike. Mm-hmm. And God has done such a transformation in Lane's life. Yeah. And you yes. prayed, and so that's an, a good encouragement for yeah. people to hang yeah. on. God's yeah. working. God, He is. He's working. Keep and, praying. Yeah, keep praying, but don't. It's not about you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, you don't have to meddle. You don't have to. God, God's got it covered. He's a big God. So That might be the title of this one. God's got it covered. God's got it covered. He does. He's got your life from the beginning to yeah. end. It's beautiful. For sure. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, you feel comfortable praying for the people oh, who are listening. For sure. And, yeah. and buckle your seatbelts, people. She just is a... Yeah. If I can get through it without crying. No, it's okay. God <laughs> likes tears. I, that's why we're so close. He honors we're tears. So emotional. We're supposed to, I think if a prayer doesn't move us, it doesn't move God. Well, there you go. You know, Maybe. You know, I mean, live, I think it's okay. Words to, to live by people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I just want to bless you. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Father, we're so thankful. We're thankful for the way that you knit Rachel and I together as friends yes. so very long ago. Yes all the way down to the details of we had the same baby doll growing up. <laughs> I mean, born in the same hospital. Mm. We just, all these things that we didn't even know each other. And yet you've knit our families together. You've knit our children together. But mostly you've knit our hearts together. And so, Father, I pray for all of those out there that are listening. You know, just, I pray that these words that we share today would be an encouragement to them. Lord, I know there are people that are suffering in a marriage. I know that there are people that may be walking through some OCD or just um, have had some trauma happen to them. I just pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would encourage them, that you would lift them up, that you would be Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, 
in their life because we know your word says there is a peace that passes all understanding and we don't have it without you. And so I pray for that peace over them. Lord, I pray for that you would give them the patience to wait. It's so hard to wait. And I've waited a long time for a lot of things in my life, but it was so worth it. And I pray for joy. I pray for joy to be in every one of their hearts, Lord, that the joy of the Lord would be their strength and that that's where it would come from. Yeah. Not from what they see, not from what they're trying to manipulate or control, but Father, that they would get their joy from your strength and your sovereignty and your plan and what you have for each one of them differently than other people, that they wouldn't care about what yeah. others think, Lord, but that they would care about what you think and that they would follow hard, Lord, after you and know your word and know your character and that they would know that they are loved and adored and cared for and you've got them. You've got them. And I thank you for that, Lord. I pray that over all these listeners in the very sweet name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Lord, I thank you for Sue Ann, and I just pray, Lord, that you would continue to uh, use her in her sphere of influence, that you would continue mm. to gift her with your presence and your purposes, Lord, so that whatever it is that she lays her hands to do, that it would mm. remain, whatever it is that you put in her heart that is a desire of hers, that it would yes. get fulfilled in this lifetime, Lord. I thank you that you tell us that we will get the desires of our heart, that we will see the goodness mm. of God in the mm. land of the living. So with the life that you've given her, Lord, I pray that she would see the goodness of God in all of it. Mm. So God, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would bless her. I pray that you'd bless her body. I pray that you'd bless her finances. I pray that you bless her relationally. I thank you that you bless to the thousandth generation mm -hmm. those who love and serve you. So I just speak yes, a blessing Lord. over her grandkids and her kids mm. and the great grandkids and yes. the great great greats lord we just mm. say in jesus name they will follow the lord as for me and my house we will serve the lord we yes. thank you for what you've done in sue ann's life lord mm. that you've brought her out of um, a slimy pit you set yes. her feet on a rock yes. she lifts her hands to you thank lord you, and jesus. prays to you for who you are god and mm -hmm. i thank you that you've given her a song of praise mm -hmm. and that people can look and say wow this would be somebody that could have a life go this direction mm. based on some of the hits that she's had, Lord, but it goes the opposite direction mm. based on who yep. it is that is fighting for her. Mm. So I thank you, Jesus, for her life. And I bless her, Lord. I bless her sleep at night. I bless her frame. I thank you, God, that you are working in her life. And I do, mm. too. Thank you for the goodness, the goodness that you've given to both of us, that we would know each other, yep. that we would get to be able to be in a cabin and be away mm. to be able to do this podcast, that you just have richly blessed our lives. And Lord, I just thank you that the future for Sue Man is brighter than she ever knew no matter what bumps there could be in the road between now and whatever that point is God I thank you that you've got good plans to give her a future and a hope and so Lord I pray that you'd always be the shield around her and the lifter of her head that she would see that you are smiling on her you are so in love with her she's your favorite you never made anybody like her you never will make anybody like her again she is here for such a time as this Lord so I thank you that you're saying well done I love you my daughter I love you I love you I love you because I love you I love you because I love what I do and what I make and I'm pleased and so Father just shower your love down upon her a new baptism of your love lavish yep. love that just pours all over her lord mm. just pour it over her lord and thank you for sh who she is god yes. bless her today i ask thank you thank you thank you in mm. jesus mighty name amen. amen amen thanks for doing this yes thank you you bless me <laughs> it's good i just it's funny and we're sitting here and the spirit just was telling me about friendship and about that when we tell our all of our married couples how important it is to be friends first and my husband and I weren't mm. we were just infatuated or whatever yeah, we yeah. were and then pregnant yeah <laughs> <laughs> and when my dad died he died when I was 36 of cancer and we were I was going to sing at his funeral the next day and we were in this little bedroom in some friends my mom and dad's friend's house in Arizona two twin beds opposite sides of the room and there was no window, I guess, because it was pitch black. I yeah. mean, you couldn't see. I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. And Lane was sleeping in the other bed, or in the other bed, and I was in one bed, and it was quiet and dark. And he said, are you nervous about tomorrow singing for your dad? And I said, no, I'm really not. God has given me complete peace. I, You know, I've mourned. I've taken care of him. I know that he's with Jesus. And, 
and it was completely silent in the room and all of a sudden my my husband says you know you really are my very best friend and he never ever said that to me ever and I really believed it and yeah. I just thought friendship is so it's important. so important whether it's you and me friendship yeah or whether it's your spouse friendship yep. it's just so yep. important and I think that's why Jesus says he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. For us to understand it's needed, and it's there, and it's good. So it's beautiful. Yeah, it's for beautiful. sure. So, yeah. Sorry, I probably no, I I didn't it. need to come in at the end, but no, that's just what I'm just. I'm, I'm going to believe we're going to use it and can okay. use it in there. Okay. It's a good one. Whew. And I would even still take, I didn't even ask you, I would still take things about um, your dad. I never even went there. Oh, because that's the manna for the day that's so beautiful. Okay. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.